Yes, the hilarious Sector 7. Yeah, dude. yeah. That's John Turturro. Yes. He's, okay. a, he's a legend. Barton Fink. Yeah, he is. Barton Fink. I like people who uh, do like funnier roles, even though you're, they're more known for dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Turturro is fucking hilarious. Who did that? Who did that? Um, who else is somebody that was very serious, but they kind of did like, oh, James Franco. James Frank, yes. He made a Michael Sarah. He made a hard left. Mm-hmm. James Franco and Jonah Hill. They they were serious before they were funny. Oh, serious first. Yes, yes. Oh, or in either or way, funny actually, going you can do. You could go either way, honestly. Funny going serious. Jonah Hill watching Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is you. This is funny, but it's not like funny, funny. Watching Jonah Hill in. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, I like watching his performance made me see like, oh, he loves acting. Moneyball. Moneyball too. That was the that was the one before Wolf of Wall Street where you're like, Oh, you act act. That was that was post that was like right out off of Super Bad, I think. hmm And it's but yeah. What what's up guys? Uh none of this really matters. Episode something. And uh we're 13. here. Episode thirteen, I think. And <laughs> And uh, well, thank you for listening and enjoy. But uh, we just want to say today we I know we said last week brothers and a brother was gonna happen, but obviously he's not here. And uh, very busy man. He's a, artist. he's a busy he's a tattoo artist. Yeah, so he's busy all the time. And uh, we'll get him on soon. We'll let you know. We'll probably post about it, post about it on Instagram. Go follow. None of this really matters. And subscribe to the Patreon. None of this really matters. Yes. So shout out to our three patrons. Shout out to uh, VIP. Alex. Oh, VIP Alex. Oh, my God. Thank you, Alex. Thank brother. you so much. Alex, shout out to Alex for signing up to VIP. And just know that if you sign up for VIP, you get a shout out on the podcast. You get a shout out. So shout out to Alex. She's the fucking best. Yes, you and are. You are. I told Amanda I've always liked Alex since she was little. She's I've always she, been super cool. She's fucking dope. Yeah. She's a huge supporter of my graphic design. Yeah. And, um... So she's thank a you. Supporter of my music too. So yeah, it's, I mean, thank she's you so she's much. like yeah, she's, she's the supporting dopest. the whole family. Like she's the and I've known, we've known of each other at least since I was a little kid. Little little, we're not gonna talk about Alex the whole podcast. But anyway, but you're cool. That but shout, shout out to out. Alex since you're the only VIP. You can get a little bit of extra time. You know, yeah, the first VIP. Exactly, you're the first, the originator. So shout out to Alex. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, Brothers and a Brother episode is coming soon. We'll let you know. We'll post about it on the story or whatever. Go follow None of This Really Matters on Instagram. Follow Nathan McGeorge on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. Go follow me to where you see all the movie reviews, not just the ones I post about. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Just Rob DMV, Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, Just Rob DMV. Gang shit. But, yeah. What we were talking about before we started the recording... (laughs) We were talking about, I can't remember because oh, we had to restart the podcast. Yeah, so we were recording we were. for like, not that long, but yeah. we had to restart, but it's whatever. Um, but good thing we restarted because I forgot about Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's it called? Oh, so yeah. So next up, ep- the episode after Brothers and a Brother, I want to make that episode uh, dedicated to yes. uh, me, like my film taste and my... Uh, uh, yeah, just my film taste of like Nate movies. Uh, Nate movies. That's what we you, have coined them. So, and that's what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, why 
you watch movies. I know we kind of go into it often, but it's the escapism versus reality. The but you like the whole art of cinema, isn't that it? Uh, storytelling. It's more of an art artistic thing more more than uh uh like entertainment yes. you know like it's not like mine is an escape and yours is a like how i listen to music yeah it's like you're really exactly like when you listen to music you're not just hearing like like sil- yeah you, never hear a song you can again. hear like that like me watching a john cassavetes movie is like you listening to a mike dean beat mm-hmm. it's like there's so much to it than any regular person would would mm-hmm. would hear, so it's it's just like that where you're not it's not just uh, face value, which a lot of people could take it as. You know what I mean? Like the reason why we say Astral World is like an insane album is because of the mixing of it mm-hmm. and and the just stories the behind it, the, yeah, and just everything that went into it. And the same thing with film, and so what i was saying was that i'm i'm going to make an episode where it's dedicated to all those movies that we will docket that that i watch for sure and then but today i do have like kind of a a, a little topic that dives into my nate films mm-hmm. and um but yeah so that's coming soon too is another is just an episode dedicated to old like classic films and foreign films and director especially directors because that's how i find out about all the movies is writers or cinematographers it's just like i'll I'll click on their name Mm -hmm. like i'll just look them up and then uh just watch all their movies you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or or if i see an actor i i barely go off of actors but you know what i mean I'm just not an actor, unless it's Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. or Nicolas Cage. They're, they're, actors are kind of like pop stars to me. Like, very very rarely is a pop star the one who brings any real power to the room. Mm-hmm. You're just the face and the voice, mm-hmm. you know? Other than that, you didn't write the song or you had 13 people mm-hmm. help you write the song. Yeah, unless you're like Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not too worried about even though like actors are the one of the biggest parts of the film it's it's like in order for me for you to like stand out and be you know remarkable it, it's like you got to put on a fucking performance which i do see a lot of but there's not too many new ones mm-hmm. at least for my taste you know but like when i see good acting it's good acting but a lot of the times it's great writing for me and so one topic I wanted to bring up. Well, first I wanted to ask you guys, what's the last good movie, great movie you guys have seen? The last great movie? Yeah. The minute you were talking about people who can act their ass off is the dude who played Freddie Mercury. Remy Malik. Yes. When yeah. he, the last great movie probably would have been, honestly, when he played Queen. Really? He made me cry. I haven't seen it. I play. He played. I never even knew anything about Freddie Mercury, and I feel like I know about him now. Of that <laughs> yeah, movie. I, I feel like he embodied. I didn't know that Freddie Mercury was a roaster. I don't know how to say that. The roaster. It's some. It's an old religion, like predates Christianity, but that's mm-hmm. where his family's from. And you see the background. Like his family was very like strict. 
Mm-hmm. And then he, they're, but they're all geniuses. I didn't know that about Queen. Like they were literally, legitimately all geniuses. Mm-hmm. Like I know Freddie Mercury was, but I don't know. No, the rest of them. Yeah, they I were like know. electrical engine. They said they were like you're an electrical engineer. Another guy was like a fucking biochemist or some shit like that. I didn't like, know any of that. It made me wreck. And then I saw their recording tactics, and I love seeing uh, that. And what about you, Amanda? Have you seen, or was it the same? You guys watched it at the same time. I think we did watch at the same time, but I really she liked, fell asleep. Uh, yeah, you already that? knew. You <laughs> knew it. What was the? Well, we talked about it before. Our last podcast, I think. The one with Rami Malek in it too, when Denzel Washington. Oh, but before we move on, I want to bring up the little things. I rewatched it. Fucking great. It's so good. It is a great movie, but it pisses me off still. I, I know on our first reaction from a few episodes ago, I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. remember which episode, but we talked about the little things. And uh, I saw it in theaters, which was obviously the first time I seen it. And at the time was the only time I seen it. But they just put it back on HBO Max. And I watched it a few days ago. It's fucking, it's yeah. amazing. It is so good. It is. But... So, because on Letterboxd, I gave it two and a half out of five. Whoa, dude. That's a bit low. I would have gave it probably at least four and a half. Out of five? Yeah. The first time you watched it? Yeah. I know we... I'm a person... I'm upset because... I wasn't upset. Yeah, based on how much you didn't like it, I would think it would be the same. No, I did not like it. I didn't like the... uh, Not an open-ended... Conclusion. It wasn't because it almost was open ended, the the ending. And then but they then they showed, closed it. Yeah, they showed that. I think. Oh, that's what I believe. I said I wanted something. I wasn't mad at it, but I wanted it to be that he did find. The, it was oh, the guy. And I think I was essentially like anti cop in the in my rant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you you definitely brought up a lot of police related stuff. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't like I don't, and that's actually the truth. I honestly don't like a lot of cop movies because I think those are some of the best. Those are, but I think that a lot of that is like Call of Duty in the military. Like people go into these things and they think that they're fucking Denzel Washington and Man on Fire or yeah. Denzel Washington and Training Day or. That's or Denzel that, Washington and I'm just kidding. And, and two guns. You know, I just wanted to point <laughs> out that Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington in Safe House plays a lot of law enforcement. Like so he's been every. <laughs> what agency. was that one from FBI, the nineties? CIA. Where uh, he had cop. a where he had a fade. You he know, had, he had the a one sick high he, top. The, he was messing with the uh, came out in the 90, psycho. Came out in ninety two. He was messing with the psycho dude, and the dude like kidnapped him or something like that. Came out in ninety two. Or the one where he blew in the thing. When he was messing with the killer, he was a quadri- he was a quadriplegic with Queen Latifah in it. It might be. And he was like, <sighs> when he blew in this straw and crushed the dude's fingers. Nuh-uh. Oh, dude. That movie. I can't remember that he, movie. He had a, like a little high top. Denzel Washington. I mean, that's all of the movies. The early 90s. <laughs> early 90s cop movie. Uh, Philadelphia? No. Mm-mm. Damn, that's another one. What's another one? <laughs> early 90s. Denzel Washington. That's why he don't ever be in trouble. He always working. Yeah, Denzel Washington's for sure one of the GOAT. What do you think his best movie is? It's not Crimson Tide. That uh, Safe House was really good, dude. And I'm not saying it's his best, but like as far as like playing a role, 
where I didn't feel like it was Denzel Washington because you normally I feel like it's just Denzel Washington because they say he can actually whoop Ooh. your ass in real life. Roman J Israel. <sighs> oh my god, <laughs> the hurricane. Is it virtuosity? Yeah, we're gonna have to do some more. We're gonna have to do a, a ricochet. It's ricochet. ricochet. Yes, that is it. He's another cop. That's the in that movie one. I was talking about. Ricochet. Fuck. Ricochet. I remember that movie because I remember him getting raped in that movie. All right. Now. By a girl. <laughs> by a girl. They drug him, and then they set him up. Ricochet, another Denzel cop movie. His best movie. But he was another. Wait, can you find the one where put in Denzel Washington quadriplegic? Denzel Washington quadriplegic. Man, to hop on that. Um, I should be the one who does this, but I would have to turn and clickety-clack, and I really don't want that in a microphone. No, we got Menda. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Denzel Washington, his best movie. The Bone Collector? Yes. You've never seen that movie? No. Motherfucker, we got to watch <laughs> The Bone Collector. I never said that on this one. Y'all know I don't cuss like that. <laughs> but The Bone Collector? With Angelina Jolie. Angie Gina, yeah, <laughs> Queen Latifah, hey, Tom. <laughs> Queen Latifah, crazy guy, he's an actual good actor too, there's some detectives, it's wild, there's it's wild, the detectives are well-known actors too, I like a lot of the movies where you can see, like, this is where they come from, like, you're like, hey, that's fucking yeah. Norman Reedus from goddamn The Walking Dead, and he was playing some weirdo oh, kid. And I, I always uh, noticed that was Shane from The Walking Dead, where he actually does cool shit. Shane is a great actor. Yeah, whoever, what is, whatever his name is. Because then he did The Punisher. Holy shit. I think... Um, Frank Grillo. I don't know... Malcolm, it's either Malcolm X or Training Day. John Malkovich. I like John Malkovich. John Malkovich. I just watched uh, Burn After Reading Yeah, the other day. And that's a, a great John Malkovich movie. Guy who switches from funny to, or serious to funny. Yes, absolutely. Because Red, when he had me fucking cracking up in Red, dude. When he and being was a, John Malkovich? Being John Malkovich, first of all, they talk took about off a crazy movie. A con- Spike that Jones. Movie, that's one, I watched that movie probably like once a day for like a whole summer. Spike Jones like, is so, like the shit he does, the concepts he comes up with are is like insane. Like he made her. Yeah. And like just the, the, the concept of that it's, movie. Yeah, the concepts, those movies are like, they're close enough to reality, but they're mm-hmm. still escapists. It's like, it's absurd. Like, it's the same thing with, I think about Danny Boyle. He did uh, Slumdog Millionaire, and he did, uh, yeah, have you, have you heard of that movie, Yesterday? It just came out, like, two, three years ago? With the Beatles? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, that's the one where, where the Beatles, everybody erased, like, they don't exist no more. And I kind of wasn't, like, into it because it was British. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know me. So it was like, oh, we're going to watch it because it's, like... Yeah, he because his music, and yeah. I was like, I like the concept. Yeah, the, but the way they but that's what fucking, I mean. Uh, uh, the, the Beatles, the, I was like, relax, the, dude. The, the reason why I bring that up is because it's the same thing with Spike Jones, to where they come up with concepts where like you've thought about it of that concept before, like you've definitely thought of like, what if Drake never existed and I just made all those songs? You know yes, what I mean? I like, def- it's I, hot tub. <laughs> but they got that from Hot Tub Time Machine. No, like, that's just time travel. But I'm talking about the actually making a movie about an artist never existing. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, 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 yes. 
Like that's the that's the main. That's plot the point. that's what the movie is about. Yeah. So where and like the Beatles never exist in this, and the guys like, oh shit, the Beatles don't exist, so I'm gonna yeah, make all their songs. Like, yeah, that's such like, a like to actually execute a film. That's actually well put together because I saw that in theaters, and that's so well put together because it's a concept that everybody has thought of. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a movie about it that you can watch. I don't know if I finished it or not. And it's the same thing with Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. That's at least this is what I think Never about. Never seen that either. I thought it was a musical. So once you guys <laughs> told me it's not, it's a really good movie. It's a. I, I have never trust anything. I'll let you I borrow it. I have it. I think it's really on good. Hulu, but I'll let you borrow. It. I have it on Blu-ray, but. It's about everything that you experienced in your life and that you learned from leads up to this one moment, like him being on uh, uh, once, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, and, like, every question he gets asked, he has a memory of, like, what happens in his childhood mm-hmm. or what happens of him trying to come to America or what, or not even come to... Because the whole thing is in India. Mm-hmm. It's Indian who wants to be a millionaire. But... Um, Everything, every question relates to something he's experienced in his life. Mm-hmm. And people are like, how the fuck are you answering all these questions? Like, you're cheating, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what the whole movie is about. Is him. And then even the last question, he genuinely doesn't know the answer to. And then people are, like, mad at him about it and, like, questioning him, whatever, whatever. But it's fucking, it still holds up. And it's, it's uh, if you're a believer and everything happens for a reason... Watch that movie because it just. I'm definitely gonna watch it. It embodies it. So. Am I gonna cry? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna cry because of how good it is and how like emotional their attachments are. But mm-hmm. you maybe, at least for me, like I didn't. It didn't like pull my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, it's like so genuine, so wholesome. It's when she okay. So it's like girly. Like in a aw. way, there's a love interest. What, what's the part that made you cry, Amanda? I've never called you that. Um, I think Amanda. It's just, I think it's just their, like he said, like his attachments to these memories and why he's formed these memories and actually remembers them from childhood. Yeah, because he has a photographic memory. Yeah. Mm. So, like, spoiler, like his mom dies. Yeah. Now, and, and, you know, and it's just him and his brother essentially trying to survive yeah let's do like spoiler alert right out the bat because i want to talk about some dog millionaire where uh there's some like significant invasion that happened in india in the 90s or 80s and his mom died in the invasion and one of the questions and who wants to be the millionaire is about the the invasion invasion. and then they talk about uh um who was that i want to say it was pakistan they talk about uh, the Kabbalah actually in like Judaism or mm-hmm. Buddhism, mm-hmm. and um, no Kabbalah is a Kabbalah Judaism. I say Kabbalah. That's yeah. what I said. Did you? I you said, said oh, I was going to say Buddhism. I think I I corrected myself. I second guessed myself. Juda- <laughs> Judaism. Yeah, that's the word. But um, what was I saying? Judaism. Judaism. Oh, that one of the figures in there like uh, is holding a bow and arrow mm-hmm. in their in their hand and. One of the questions is, uh, what is the, you know, I forgot the name, but what is the figure holding in their hand? And he knows because during the invasion, there was like a performance artist, like a street artist and a street performer. <laughs> um, and he's dressed up as that with the bow and arrow. And he remembers while the invasion was happening, he saw the street performer holding a bow and arrow. And he it literally goes back to that childhood memory of like, oh, he's holding a bow and arrow. Because he remembers during the invasion, he saw that. And it's like stuck in his mind, 
But and I want to. This is a huge spoiler. Which even if I say it, it still like holds up. You know what I mean? Like you don't. It's like it's even better a second time. Well, most movies on it they can't be spoiled if they're that good. Mm-hmm. They're especially Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best. But um, what the final question is: uh, What is the name of the third Musketeer? And it's like Don Quixote. The first one, the second one, and then and that's the theme throughout the whole movie: is that uh, it's him and his brother, and then the girl he loves, uh, like surviving in India. And they're like, we're like the three musketeers. This person, D'Artagnan, this person, and then... Artanian, and then Lartanian. No, Athos and Porthos. Athos, yeah. Porthos, and what's D'Artagnan. the third one? And then, I don't remember the third one. The, see, no one knows the third Athos, one. Athos, Porthos? Porthos. I thought his name was D'Artagnan. Uh, Who the fuck? Who are the three musketeers? Are you looking at the, Ameri- the French three musketeers? Or are you looking at some? I'm like, looking from the movie. That's what they were. Oh, okay. The Who are you looking at? Aramis. Aramis, yeah. Aramis. Yeah, it's a Athos, Porthos, and Aramis are the three. So these mu- are the Indian three but, musketeers. I guess so. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but the yeah, he didn't know Aramis. We are on this subject for way too long. I feel like. But yeah, are you talking a, about Slim Dog. Aramis. It was the one he didn't know. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, that's the final question. He doesn't know, and then he ends up guessing. Though the he knew the answer to every question, but he guessed on the last one, and he got it right. And because bec- because like one of the teachers would yell at them and say, you know, your two the two musketeers, your Athos and your Porthos, mm-hmm. and there was no third person, so she never said the third one. Mm-hmm. And so, and like yeah, I think she was teaching. She was like, there's Athos, there's Porthos, but then they were, like, talking in the class, and so she had to stop and yell at them. And then uh, on the final question, he call, he does his uh, emergency call, mm-hmm. and he calls the girl. Yeah. And so she's at the show, and so he calls, but she left her phone in the whip, so she's fucking booking it and booking it, and then fucking gets to the phone the last second, and they're like, what's the third musketeer? And she doesn't know, and so he's like, fuck. Yeah, because there's there's a whole another story. So I won't spoil that part. But she's like, I don't know. And so he guesses, and then uh, he wins, and then uh, end of movie. Now he's a millionaire. And then that's when and you see... a million see, rupees? Probably. And then you see... $13. <laughs> you see, uh, that's when you... The part you've only seen is the musical part, that they yeah. dance at the end. That part they should have never shown a movie that, theater. That's the end credits. That's fucking. I'm assuming it's because people in India love Bollywood and that's what they were trying to market to. But mm. that instantly turned me off from the movie because I thought it was going to be one of those movies. He was going. I thought he was going to be like Aladdin. I thought he was going to be like walking through trash and then be like, "I wish that I was rich." And then like, bye. He was going to start singing or some <laughs> shit like that. That's what I thought. Did was we talk happen. about? We've definitely. Uh... Mentioned musicals. Oh, dude, we've gone in depth in why I hate that. Like, I don't hate... Except for Rent. Except for Rent. <laughs> except for Rent. And then y'all named another one, and I was like, yeah, that one, too. The Wiz. Yes. That was I don't it. think we talked about that, but that's another one. I don't know if that was racist or not. We probably, I definitely it. racially... <laughs> like, definitely racially driven. I was like, if we've never mentioned it, I don't know why you said that. <laughs> Literally... <laughs> 
that before anything else, it was, it was the Wiz first. The but uh, oh, and then uh, last greatest movie we talked about the little things. Uh, I wanted to just talk about uh, New York City films. Just any film that you love that based in New York We've City. We've tried that before, and it is and really hard. It's really hard, but I thought of some literally today. You, take, you think of some, and maybe I'll piggyback. So I've made a list. Good. Go follow me on Letterboxd. I made uh, my favorite uh, Letterboxd. I'm going to go on your Letterboxd right now. On Letterboxd that you can download from the App Store and Google Play. And follow me at Nathan McGeorge. Um, so my favorite New York City movies. Obviously, Good Time. Uncut Gems. I was going to put Uncut Gems, but then I was going to be like, ah, I don't want to be too. But I put Good that's Time. True. I put Good Time. But definitely Uncut Gems is one of the best movies. That's movie of the decade, top Dude, five. you don't follow me on Letterboxd? For sure. I don't follow you? No. That's a... I don't? It says you followers, none. Never mind. It's okay. Followers. Just Rob. No, there we go. See? Now you follow me. I follow Rob, guys. Thanks. So you should do the same. See, it was all a marketing tactic. Dude. 346 <laughs> films you've reviewed? Yeah. Damn, dude. I got eight. <laughs> so I, I put Good Time in New York City Films... Uh, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I put Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. I put King of Comedy with Robert De Niro. Uh, After Hours, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese with Griffin Dunn. Uh, definitely one of the underrated uh, Martin Scorsese films that went completely under the radar. Mm-hmm. Which I, it should be one of his best because one because I like movies. I really love movies that take place over the course of one night or like like 48 hours where it's over the course of literally just 48 hours mm-hmm. and uh like good time it takes the place takes place over one night it's just it's so i don't know why but that ups like the intensity of of the film well, it's, if you've ever had those movies uh there's some nights if you're like out or like on a what people will, I don't know what you call it now, like you just out wilding, like you're on a bender, as they say. Yeah. Like, some of those nights feel like that. You're like, is this shit ever going to fucking Yeah. Thing? Like, what are we doing? Like, we yeah. keep driving from place to place. I'm drunk. I'm high. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. People doing drugs and shit. Somebody mm-hmm. started fighting. Like, after hours, I want, okay, here, um, the next review I'm going to do is for after hours, Martin Scorsese's after mm-hmm. hours. But essentially, the film is about a, a first date gone terribly wrong, mm-hmm. and just I don't him trying to survive, I guess. But it's it's such a good. That's one of my favorite Martin Scorsese movies. But like when you look at all of his movies compared to Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Irishman, Departed, like After Hours is nowhere close, you know, to the iconic level or whatever you say. But After Hours definitely is. One of the best. May I say that the reason why when you started naming those movies and probably why I don't immediately connect to those as a New York, because I don't see those movies as the backdrop being like New York. I just, mm-hmm. they're just like, de- they're, they're default. I don't know how. Like I'm trying not to sound. It's just bad. a background. They're just you don't really put thought that. Just oh, white it's... people in New York <laughs> City, so it's like. 
oh, you're just doing what white people do literally mm. everywhere else. Like, it's yeah. not... Like... Because, like, it is hard thinking of New York City films, but, like... I think of, like, coming to America, Juice, Belly... Uh, that's what I mean. Like, like, what are your favorite? Those that would be mine is like yeah. stuff like gritty. Yeah, gritty, that's what I mean. Like, like what know. are some of your favorite New York City films? Not the best New York City films because there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, because I'm when you, I know when you asked that question, I merely tried to think of like something cinematic, and I was yeah. like, I literally couldn't think of. Yeah, one. we need we need the. I move like Ugly. That's in New York. Yes, I thought that was in California. No. no. Definitely moves to New York to be a songwriter. Also, Nick and Nora's Infinite Play. That's why I thought I was in California. What? That's why these people are idiots. What do you mean? Why are you going to New York to be a songwriter? Everybody, it's a movie, dude. From New Jersey. Dumb. That's why I thought it was California. Great film, though. What the fuck. Thief is another great one. That movie's long to me. Dog Day Afternoon. Coyote Ugly Long. Saturday Night Fever. I saw some reviews over Saturday Night Fever and how much people don't like it. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Because I love John Travolta and I like disco. That's what you th- that's what people get thrown off. And I like New York City. <laughs> the movie is not even I've taught I've ranted about Saturday Night Fever you before. Have. It is not about dancing. It's about finding your purpose. People can't get over the dancing, though. And the disco. Fucking whack. The getting over the disco is very hard for me. Pants. John yeah. Travolta's fucking out here, dog. Pants tight He's one of the bitch. best of all time. Carrying fucking paint. You're looking like a greaser. He works at a paint shop. But he lives for the weekends. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Fire. That's, that's such a fucking good movie. Ah, I got a non-black movie. Friends with benefits. It can be black, dude. We're not anti-black over I'm here. I'm not trying to be all black because I'm trying to see. Be if all I black, think, bro. I'm trying to see if <laughs> I can think of any movie, and that's the one I could think of. You guys keep saying these movies, and I'm like, that was in New York. John like I didn't Wick. know. John Wick with a stick. All of them. Are that's like those are all those movies take place. That's they all take place in like fucking Manhattan. That's rich New York. That's like it's still New York. Mm, Ask a New Yorker. Yeah, but that's why I mean, New York, New York, C- New York City is New York City, dude. No, don't. I'm gonna tell We're you talking this. about films. We're not talking about real New York City. We're, film we're New York City. Film New York City. That's not. That's what I'm saying. I can't separate the two because I've been to New York City and I know people from New York. We're you, just talking what films. Showing, what they're showing me, that's not New York. Then, if they're talking about, if we're talking about films, any like, any of the five boroughs of New York City. I guess. Avengers. Yeah. I didn't want to say a Marvel movie. Those are all the first things yeah. that came. Yeah, I don't the know. The Gambler. Any, all those movies that you got to name, I had no I'm idea wasting my breath York. talking about Gangs of New York. when I bring up my movies. Gangs of New York, technically. Good movie. I guess so. <laughs> long ass movie, but. Super long. But iconic, definitely. I, is that underrated for Martin Scorsese? I don't think it is. I feel like it's really popular. Yeah, but Even it's I've seen that movie. But it's not like cons- like seven times. But it's not like considered. It's a it's a I've long been, no, ass that's movie. That's a de- that's a deployment movie. That's why I've seen it so many. I times. watched it 
I watched those three hour movies. I've watched on deployment. That's how I know about them. Like literally seeing three hour movies is so discouraging. That's why me. I don't look at times anymore. I have to look at times. I can't. For me, like it's it's. There's some movies where they're like three hours long and they don't even feel like it. Like there's this movie called uh, High and Low by Akira Kurosawa, and it's like two hours forty five minutes. Fucking, we just watched talking about long movies. I was why I watched Monster Hunter with Mila Jokovic the and fucking Resident Evil, Resident Evil girl, dude. Oh my god, that's when the you, last movie we watched. That's the last movie. When you talk about, did you like it? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like dog, when you I I when we've already talked, I don't dis I don't like bad movies per se. I like now that we talk about it, like I like escapist movies. You like low budget movies, or it's just they're trying to do their they're trying to put out their vision, but they don't have the money for it, so it ends up being a bad movie. Or but, it's just like or it's like over the top bad, like Fast and the Furious. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Which Fast and the Furious? Anything don't, for and after? Okay, because we can't disrespect the Fast and the Furious. Like or too fast, too furious. But when you say the problem is now, when you say that, nobody's ever going to think about street cars like street tuners. Say that to anybody from the past ten years, they're automatically like the movie with the rock in it. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> you're going to say. Now it's just a rock franchise. That's exactly what they're going to be like. Oh, that movie with the rock in it. But uh, what was I saying? Movies that are over the top bad. Oh, Monster Hunter is like. There's movies that are just bad to me, and I'm like, if I can't finish it, like yeah. Wonder Woman '84, yeah, I, that's not a bad movie to me. That movie just fucking sucks. Like, yeah, it's just not. It's not good. even laughably bad. Like yeah. Monster Hunter was like teetering on like, oh, this is laughably bad. Yeah, to like, the you, point where it's like you're wasting my fucking time. You watch, uh, uh, what is it next? With uh, hilarious, you're like that's what it, I laugh at these. I laugh at bad movies. I watch them because they're sit. It's like somebody pointing out like Baby Boy is like a comedy now, just, but it's not. Yeah, you see fucking uh, Nicholas Cage running through a parking lot. And then, dude, my <laughs> when he fucking dodges the bullet in the mountains, he's like, whoosh. And then he looks at the dude. I'm like, I fucking love this movie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the the acting in that movie is. You ever seen fighting? With Channing Tatum? No. And the guy from Stomp the Yard? No. It's a movie called... I've downloaded it illegally. It was called... It said (laughs) Fighting, a.k.a. The Worst Acting Ever. That's what it said in the the file title. Dude, like, that's a bad movie, but that's laughably bad. I can't remember the last bad movie. What's the last laughably bad movie? Monster Hunter was like... The dude didn't speak English, and they had no subtitles. The last laughably bad... I did watch, uh, I hate to say it, but I watched, let me, let me explain myself, but I'm going to say the movie. Don't explain, <laughs> just say it, don't explain yourself, I, uh, then explain yourself. I'm about to be say blown it, up. I watched The Terminator. Which one? The first one. Why would you, wait a minute, why would somebody, dis- like, why would they? Because that's an iconic movie. Nate, yo, you're saying you don't want somebody to be mad that you've never seen it? No, no, I've seen it. I'm just, like how bad it is because it's uh, like, it's 80s action yeah and so i watched uh oh, is it bad I, I that's the thing i need to explain <laughs> because and i also watched the running man i was not a weird arnold schwarzenegger man uh, running man is good i watched that the other day the but the one-liners 
Uh, like, you just want to strangle somebody. That's what like, I mean. It's like it's like uh, the CWDC shows. It's like you just fucking had uh, to dig, and it's like, like you just had to say like that it's shit. great. Like uh, it's great films, but you watch uh, the Running Man and you watch the Terminator, and you and also Terminator. Why the fuck is Arnold Schwarzenegger so popular off of the Terminator? Like he wasn't even. Like in the movie, it's because everybody's like, "Why the I fuck mean, is this bodybuilder in a movie now?" Because he had, and then he wasn't like one because he had terrible acting in the Terminator, and he was barely in the movie, and he was the bad guy. And like, how did Arnold? It's just crazy to me. It's Arnold's, because you know what changed it is Terminator Two. That's yeah. what really popped him off. He yeah. got bigger first of all in Terminator Two. He mm-hmm. was way bigger. Mm-hmm. Not he was already, you know, he was like the Rock from like. You will look at the yeah, like he was buff, but now he's like huge. Yeah, he was like, oh, somebody really pumped him full of them roids. Like. Yeah, and then he had more speaking lines. I think they say he actually took acting lessons for Terminator yeah. Two. Like, and it's just, crazy, like, he's an American hero. Yeah, you know what I mean, like this Austrian. He dude. is an American hero. That's because if you think same about thing it, with Jean Claude Van Damme. La- those people were like the last for if you just want to look at America as the dream. Those people were the last people where you're like, oh, you guys came from like a country where it's actually like Austria is not like a powerhouse in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's kind of like somebody's little brother somewhere, and you're yeah. like, we give you work. It's one of those places like you're they're advanced and they have like stuff mm-hmm. over there. But, but him coming to saying. America, it's yeah. not like London or Japan. They're not like top five GDP or nothing. Mm-hmm. But they came to America usually with nothing and not speaking any of the language. Yeah. And you work your way up to be a millionaire, a movie star, the, the governor. governor of California. Yeah. Only reason why he couldn't be the president because he wasn't born in America. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and he probably said he probably would have won presidency too because Americans, yeah. we are obsessed <laughs> with that. Like, that's what the, the low that's key, what, like, Donald Trump thing was. Like, he's a self made man. And it, that's what his. That's that was the, his cell. That was the cell. We all know. But yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. Cell, you know? <laughs> but yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming. And he, that's what it. I saw. I like those people from John Claude Van Damme, uh, Sylvester Stallone. These people really. Those were dudes who came well, from Well, he's from nothing. here. He's from here, but he came from, like, Philadelphia. Was he from, like, Philadelphia? He's from Boston? New York City. In the 60s, 70s, probably super 60s. poor. He's Italian. Yeah. So super. And don't forget, back then, they were racist toward Italian. Mm-hmm. They did not like them. Like, mm-hmm. they were, so it was like, he probably came up rough. You know, you hear people yeah. like uh, the dude from, the dude I sent you the podcast. I can't think of his name, the Italian guy, but he's from New York too. And he, you, I remember you sending me it. He, I don't like, remember his name. He, he went to California with seventy bucks in his pocket. Like the Rock went to seven dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's those the, those the American dream yeah. that people get. It. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger became because mm-hmm. he was just a fucking bodybuilder. I guess I see your point because that's why I have a soft spot for Sylvester Stallone. Yes, is yeah. because I love him because his come of up story. because of his come up and. Mainly, that's why I have that soft spot for Rocky mm-hmm. because of mainly because of the story, like the original Chaz Palmentieri. That's his that's name. his name. Yes, I like the, guy from the, the podcast. The original Rocky script, I've said. I think I've said it on here before. Like the original Rocky script was about uh, a struggling actor, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. he changed it to a boxer because 
it, the metaphor of like punching up, you know, and mm. making it and becoming who you want to be. And also the producers, I, I have said this, the producers were like, no one wants to watch a movie about a <laughs> about actor. a struggling actor. People, fast forward 20 years. And now that movie would TV hit. shows. But, but then again, Sylvester Stallone wouldn't be Sylvester Stallone without, without boxing. You know what I mean? But, and, but either way, great script for Rocky 1. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we were talking. And he was born. He he had a stroke when he was born. That's why his face is like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's either he was born or like when he was very young, he had a stroke. That's why he has that That's, like mm-hmm. that thing. That's right. That people like make fun that. of him for. Yeah, it's basically, Bell's palsy is like that dude was born like having a stroke. <laughs> and uh, my favorite one. This is a side note. My favorite uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone is either Rocky or uh, Daylight. You remember Daylight, where it's in the tunnel. It's in the Holland Tunnel or Midtown Tunnel or something like that. Can you I, look? I can't think of any. Uh, my favorite Sylvester Stallone movie is Judge Dredd. Oh, that's a good. That's my favorite, like, dystopian-esque, like, people are underground fending for themselves. Or I'll say Creed. His performance in Creed is ridiculous. Oh, man. That because that's honestly insane to me how good he was. He won an Oscar. I'm not gonna lie, Fresh Expendables acted his ass off. All right, it was just basically him and Jason. If you watch the movie, it's really just him and Jason Statham the whole time. So you're like, oh, okay. The second movie, they're just like, let's shove everybody in every scene that we can. But on the, 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 the first the... one is like kind of a tad bit more story driven. There's a bad guy. You know, it's always a bad guy, but he has a story. He's like a CIA front or something like that. So. Yeah. Because Daylight is the one where they're like uh, trapped in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, it's the tunnel that's between New Jersey and New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole movie's in there. It's called Daylight. Great fucking movie with Sylvester Stallone. How'd they get trapped? Uh, it's like, it has to do with like a robbery. Uh, and and it's, it's a whole thing. That's terrifying. I don't know where to watch it, though. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. A lot of those tunnels are fucking underwater. It's fuck that. Rocky. Rocky won. Great. F- <laughs> People don't like Sylvester Stallone. I don't know why. It's it's weird to me. Like like, I don't know. Like people. I feel like if people they don't know his story, they don't they don't connect. If people were to meet uh, Sylvester Stallone. And and they'll bring up you know Rocky Four and shit, mm-hmm. but I would want to talk about Rocky One and the original script. I would want to talk about Daylight, mm-hmm. and, and people would want to bring up his losses because they're like, "How'd you feel about uh, Rocky Four sucking or Rocky Five, whatever one that and, people didn't?" And like. it's like Rocky Five. Yeah, people hated that one, but I hated all of them except for the first one. <laughs> but but yeah, I would want to talk about because, like I said, I have a soft spot for him because I know he's an artist, and so. Bring, like just, uh, meeting him would be fucking insane, like he's a legend for real. Like that's why the reason why we're bringing him up is because of why people idolize you know Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, Dolph Lundgren and and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But yeah, so last bad movie I watched laughably, it was just the one liners in The Running Man and uh, The Terminator. I was the like, up shot and it's like yeah. Ugh. You gotta do this. Ugh. It's and just then they like turn around. It's like what's like you fucking ruining it. Like you're ruining the movie. But it's uh, but it's whatever. It's their one liners and people loved them at the time. Hope you bought her handkerchief. 
And then they, like, that's the end of the scene. And you're yes, like, that's every commercial break online. Yeah. Like, that's what I call a double-edged sword. It's <laughs> like, what? For, uh, CSI. CSI Miami. Yeah. They were like... Like what? Like on fucking forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> how they parodied that. That's, that's, oh, speaking of, you know how you say how parodies don't work anymore? Yeah. So me and Amanda, speaking of parody, we were watching the last parody, I think that's ever been made was by Marlon Wayans, and that was Haunted House Two. And, and when I did that come out? That was twenty thirteen. He said he was like, "Bitch, it's twenty. It was like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This was the last one where I laughed." That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Everything else after that was just... Or before, even before that, that's why he said in the second one, he's like, when are they going to stop making scary movies without the wings? They fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like... That's so fucking true. Yeah, and it's like, I liked it because I'm like, oh, you're, you're kind of just carrying on the torch. And you, he made fun of like Annabelle and the Conjuring. Yeah. And, so it was, Paranormal activity. Yeah, yeah, it was enough... He capitalized on the part that that at the time there was a lot of there was a lot of there was a new wave of it was fucking yeah it was like that's what I thought about also when I was watching that movie I was like oh shit there was a fuck ton for him to make a one and two there was a fuck ton of movies that came out like after each other The Conjuring because that means The Conjuring came out and he did that in Haunted House one Mm. then in two he was making fun of Annabelle I'm like god damn that was that close between each other it's like like the whole new wave of like found footage horror yes it also he he made fun of Sinister in it mm, Paranormal Activity and then because that whole wave started with Blair Witch I want to say or or, uh, what's uh, that Cloverfield Cloverfield came back it brought it back and so paranormal activities would made the horror found footage thing a big big thing. Yeah, because Blair Witch. Uh, that was like ninety. That was OG found footage. Yeah, that was like ninety eight, ninety six. Where there was no internet, and so you thought that shit was real. Mm-hmm. We went up to Prescott. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna go camping, and we pulled off, and we were like, you know, there's like little campsites and stuff, and someone set up like the little. Uh, they did the thing. And we were like. Not even, not even worth the. So we went because we were going camping. Who yeah. were you going with? Who was there? Um, this was a long time ago. I think it was all of us. I was my there. Me, my dad, yeah, you were there. Uh, Christopher, Brandy, and Jimbo. Dang. I don't. Remember. Obviously, I don't. I've never remember. been camping. That was when we went to. Um, he would always park. scare us, though, Dad. He would be like the Mogion monster mm-hmm. and shit. The Mogion. Mogion monster. He would just Even be scaring the shit out of us. Everybody thinks they've seen Bigfoot. Um, Do you think oh, he's seen No. <laughs> I'm black, man. <laughs> Speaking of that. I don't be out there. <laughs> I, I saw I Do the Right Thing. <laughs> That's my favorite New York movie, Do the Right Thing. I just saw that in theaters. Oh, you know what else is set in New York? Oh, wait. Malcolm X. Oh. That's selling L.A. I was about to say like Mike. They played in Madison Square Garden. Favorite L.A. movie? Go. Favorite L.A. movie? Damn. Boys in the Hood. Okay, that's a that's a good pick. That's what I. That's the movie. There's that movie and then Three Next Ninjas. Friday. Three Ninjas. Oof. Next right. Friday, definitely. Any movie where I was like, I want to move to the. Any West movie Coast. with Ice Cube in it. Oh, I, yeah, for except sure. for Ghosts on Mars or Ghosts of Mars. Hey man, don't talk about Ghosts of Mars. Anaconda. <sighs> That's a banger. Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Wasn't, 
It was bad. The graphics were bad, but it that's like be that's like Doom. But the acting wasn't terrible in that movie. Doom, Doom with the Rock, banger, dog. Every night, I watched it every night during Christmas. I'm like, I'm watching. Talk Doom. about. Oh, we fall asleep to Christmas movies. Christmas movies is legit gonna be. We're gonna. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait till Christmas. Oh, none of this really matters. Christmas edition. Oh my God, we getting. We going ham. Oh my! And you'll be twenty. Wait till so wait till October. Wait till our secret family Thanksgiving list that we have for some mm-hmm. reason. We have a uh, for the people listening. We have a curation of movies that we watch every single time it's Thanksgiving. We yes. have we have four brothers. I've been around long enough to know this. We have four brothers: ATL and Stomp the Yard. We, the most random, but for some reason, there's Thanksgiving it's like vibes. It's like y'all put on the black movie because it makes you cook better or something. Like Shout that. out Four Brothers though, Invincible, Invincible for sure. Any that's a football movie, so football. yeah, that's definitely yeah. Um, fuck John Singleton, Four Brothers, underrated John Singleton movie for sure. I don't understand how people right. don't put that right. shit in like like God. Damn, I understand. Four Brothers is such a good movie. I understand dude. Boys in the Hood. Like, it's so good. I didn't know John Singleton made that. I feel like I disrespected him. Yeah, like that's I disrespect. I saw Four Brothers before I saw uh, Boys in the Hood. First, first thing you can think of, go now. Uh, from Four Brothers, yes. Uh, the oh. say it. I already say Bobby. It. Bobby. Bobby. Fuck, dude. Fuck. When he walks away from the door and he hits him in the face with the snowball. Talk like, about me. This is it. I was like, Jack is going. Oh, what a scene. What a scene. What a scene. Fucking John, R.I.P. John Singleton. Let's say R.I.P. John Singleton real quick. R.I.P. John Singleton. Whew. Uh, Boys in the Hood, obviously a masterpiece. There's, there's God no... God damn, but Four Brothers, man. Four Brothers. Fuck. Best. I, I have a, a hot take of best Mother's Day movie because it's about four brothers trying to get revenge on their dead mother. Yes. Right? Because who... They... It brought everybody back. Yes. Right? Like, isn't that but not... But you find out about, like, how dirty... It's really about, like, corruption in the city, like... And how... These little low-laying, and, low-laying mayors and shit like that. And how broke Detroit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. And Detroit is still broke. Shout They're out, coming back, though. They're coming back. Shout but, out 8 Mile. Eminem. Mm-hmm. Snap back to reality. Van, van to vanity. Ian watched that shit all the time. My boy Andy what? As a rapper, we watched that movie every time I came to his house. Hey, Mom? Watching that. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I've seen that movie 50 times. This guy's an times. Avenger? His real name's Clarence. <laughs> That's my I don't know. <laughs> no, I can never get that out of my head. Talk about fucking somebody winning. That now Anthony Mackie, somebody needs to give him his fucking flowers while he's here. Yeah. Cause that movie he he's made a movie called She Hate Me, where it's I, a movie he has like Shout out to uh She Hate Big Al, a graphic designer. He's Yeah, go on. She Hate Me, he has like ninety nine children or something like that. Yeah. Cause there's a bunch of like women who want babies and they don't want no strings attached, like lesbians or just women who are single or He was also also in Altered Carbon. Yes. Right? Haven't seen that. Netflix series. It's pretty good. I yeah, like I don't want to just start I didn't want to start another series. What's really good is, uh, I forgot what it was called, but I watched the first episode where, I think it's Altered Carbon, where, uh, I think it's Altered Carbon, where it's, it has to do with age, right? Where, like, you could be... Yeah, you're trying to, like, they're you, trying to 
keep themselves longer. Yeah, you could be 80 years old, but they put your your mind inside like a six year old boy's mm-hmm. uh, body. Fucking, it's it's pretty good. I watched one, but I don't know why I, I didn't. I do love those shows because a lot of those stuff does touch on like current things that people are trying to do with technology. So, do you remember us? This is, I mean, we're talking about series, but do you remember us in 2018, which is a wild year for all of us? Yes. But we My were for hurts every time you say it. For some reason, we added on. The psychological pressure of Black Mirror. Of Black Mirror, yeah. we were fucking binge watching. We needed that. We were binge watching Black Mirror. It was basically like getting high. And and uh, Game of Thrones. Talking <laughs> about like escapism, it that's like escapism, but like still based in some type of like uh, dystopian. Like we were getting the world is going. literally getting fucked up off of that Black was, Mirror. That was pre TikTok, and now that shit from yes. Uh, uh, Black Mirror is coming true. The episode, TikTok. my favorite. Let's talk. Let's all talk about our favorite Black Mirror episode. Yes. I want to say my favorite is the one with Daniel Kaluuya, the One Million Merits. Yes. Or Ten Million Merits. Yes. Where that one. The social media one. Yeah. That one. Yes. So good. Oh honestly, no, the one where he's on the bike uh, and he's got a. He's got to do yes. this all the time, and he earns money. But then he actually like looks to the right and like talks to somebody. Oh, they getting yeah yeah yeah. And he ends up giving it away. Because he feels bad for uh, the girl, and then she ends up buying her way out of that that place where you ride the bikes, mm-hmm. and then she ends up wasting it, and he ends up being at zero, and he has to get on the bike again, and uh, that's my favorite episode. That's such a, and that's like one of the best metaphors. Like get your ass back on the bike. Cause that's what we're all doing. Yeah. Is like, and uh, on there the, was so much. The social media episode is my yeah. the one with uh, with the likes names. Yeah, the one with what's his name daughter. The uh, Ron Howard's daughter from Jurassic Park, the new ones. That's his Jessica Chastain, I think is her name. J- the redhead? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's Ron Howard's daughter. I had no idea. Yeah, that's his daughter. Je- I love Jessica Chastain. I've had the biggest crush oh, on yeah, her. She's beautiful. Since Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Maybe but uh she was uh she was the the main character in that. And she was trying to like the, it, and it was essentially saying how people's value has been put into likes now, like how you value yourself and how other people yeah. value you. Like she was like, I'm on the side of the road and I need help. But she had like a 2.9 star average. Yeah, the, the I remember that episode like, for sure. She was that like, one's a, fucked up. Yeah, and then she was like, I'm a one star myself. Fuck them. And she ended up being crazy. So it was kind of like this like slight truth to people who are like fringe like that like, and how much they value that to, yes to, exactly yeah. to it's like that's your identity too it's like i'm like that post i posted the other day is like you having zero posts doesn't yeah. make you deep like cut the shit dude like mm. it's like you're not mysterious like the people like i think instagram i've had a thought of instagram should get rid of likes they did what do you mean I'm pretty sure they did something where you like can't see them. They did no, something. no, like get rid of likes, like in general. Like you can't like a post. Oh, you can't. You got to. It's too That's what I mean, the, though. It's too far in the business now. But like, Instagram should get rid you of need, likes. Like, you need quantifiable. That's insane. That we need that. You know what I mean? Terrible. Anyways, I mean, but you need it. I mean, we all need it. <laughs> Terrible that we need it. Make, oh shit! Makes me mad even thinking about it. I like it because now we know our analytics. We don't have to wait for uh, 
what is that thing they used to use back in the day for television? It's some kind of system. That's how they figured out their ratings. I can't remember it. I will remember it later. But there was a, a Nielsen, the Nielsen box. Mm. It was like this box they would send out to people back in the day. And that's kind of how they gauge. Oh, like this many people are watching it. Yes, that's kind of how they gauge what was popular. So that's how you got stuff where all of the shows were like these sitcoms of like all in the, what is it like, uh, the dude where he, the movie, the show where he beats his wife, the honeymooners, or that's how you got I Love Lucy. Like that's all those shows. One show on at a time. Yes. (laughs) So a lot of that stuff back then, but now analytics is like, you know, took the middleman now. You don't need Nielsen. But anyway, back to. But yeah. Why did we bring that up? Oh, Black Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yes. Black Mirror Bandersnatch, the movie, the Choose Your Own Adventure movie. Mm -hmm. That is that great. Cool. That fucked me up a little bit. I can't remember it because I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to just you have me tell me. I want you to fuck my brain up. Don't make me fuck my brain up. That movie... The one with the lady getting hunted? No. No what? That's not it. No, I'm saying the episode oh, the episode. one with the... Yeah. I thought you were talking about Bandersnatch. <laughs> no. I was like, that's not it at all, dude. No, I'm <laughs> saying the episode where she's being hunted and she's followed by the drone mm-hmm. and everybody's just recording the whole time. Yeah, that's a... That episode was fucked up. That's a rip-off of Alfred Hitchcock movie. Everything's a rip-off of, like, all of those people. I should say the concept. These people have been telling us for years that this is where the world is going to go. Yeah. And people keep trying to, like... Make art that's like, hey, dummies, <laughs> like, don't buy, don't get into TikTok too, too heavy. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, if you're on just... TikTok or if you make or TikToks, any of this stuff, if you it, delete it, just do it. Don't follow your dreams. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> that's what the Chinese want you to do. That's why you shouldn't be on TikTok. So, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so I don't have like, a favorite. <laughs> Favorite? Oh, favorite Black, Black Mirror. Movie. Yeah, but Black movie? No, bad movie. Oh, bad movie. Okay. Um, but only because I've been watch, I've been like binge watching one Law and Order, and two, um, that Cruel Summer show on Hulu. I've heard of it. It's produced by uh, Jessica Biel. I've heard. I've it's seen it by passing, like passing through. It's like set in the nineties, but the way they shoot it mm-hmm. is like ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Mm-hmm. Is that a crime show? show? It's like a murder. Speaking of analytics, amongst women, the two highest grossing TV shows and podcasts are Murder Mystery. Shout out Murder Mystery, first podcast I ever listened to. Yeah, Murder and stuff surrounding that and Sex Positive podcast. Those women overwhelmingly. Shout out to to women. (laughs) Can I give a shout out to women in general? Yes, absolutely. That's not too big of a shout out. I'm kind of covering a lot of ground there. But shout out to women. You guys are running the world, whether you know it or not. But anyways, I saw Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sh- uh, they were showing it at the Arizona Center on 35mm. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking sweet. And I haven't seen it since, like, I don't know how long. Wow, it's been a super long time since I've seen Do the Right Thing. And I love it even more than I loved it. About, what is it? that you love about it how i guess i realize now because i have i think i haven't seen it in since i was like maybe 13 mm-hmm. or 14 mm-hmm. so and that's you were just taking it in for cultural purposes. yeah because i was like this is spike lee and i was obsessed with spike lee yeah. when i was in middle school and i love Did, didn't the space lights come out when you were in middle school the i had movie? a pair yeah yeah that's what yeah 
and I was obsessed with Spike Lee and I I was super into that's when I was getting into shoes into Jordans. Yeah, that makes yeah that that definitely because Jordan and Spike Lee are synonymous. The 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 son of Mars and all that stuff. I do want those shoes still. All the like Spike Lee adjacent. Yeah, I want those. Like they even made a do the right thing Jordan fours. Yeah, they did. And those were they sold out. I had money at that time. It's insane. And they were like, I didn't know how to buy shoes. I still don't. I don't understand how people get them. But I saw Spike Lee, uh, Spike Lee's uh, Do the Right Thing uh, for the first time in like eight years, I guess. And uh, I really liked it this time because it showed, obviously I I knew the the undertones Mm -hmm. and uh, I knew it was police brutality and, and all that. But I loved how it never chose a side of racism. It was never one point of view. It showed everyone's uh, like receiving of racism and everyone's outputting of mm-hmm. racism, and how, and obviously I, it's in, I like the movie ended and it was just insane to me how applicable it still is today. That's the I have it's, that on my page. It's, it's just like it's timeless. It's, isn't that it's. It sucks that it sh- it shouldn't be timeless. It should be that's like, crazy, right? You, you should look back at that movie like, damn, that fucking sucked yeah. for people back then. Rosie Perez with the ice melting on the on the nipples mm-hmm. was pretty. That's was, when everybody hurt. That and uh, White Man Can't Jump was when everybody got the crush on Rosie Perez for sure. She's like, so that bad, fatty boy. She's still, but 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 she's let, still I want to like I want to respect Rosie Perez at the same time because she's a legend and she also the story. The, like between Spike, come up. Spike Lee and uh, uh, Rosie Perez. Spike Lee met Rosie Perez uh, at the club, mm-hmm. and Spike Lee was like, "Hey, I want you to be in she one was of my a dancer, right?" She, uh, I don't think so. But Not she, like a dancer, like she. I think, but she does dance. That's like her main, like, yeah, uh, call to the talent. That's literally the opening credits to do the right yeah, thing. Is it's her, her dance. dancing? So that's like, and she was a fly girl on in Living Color. I never seen that. And Living Color is probably the most, next to Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show, mm-hmm. it's probably the most iconic sketch show ever. Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey, Kim Wayans. Okay, okay. Like, uh, yeah. I've seen, like, clips of that. I've yes. Never, okay. Knew how it was, like, before PC culture, so there was, like... <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that's where that's where Jim Carrey and them blew up from mm-hmm. that. Because they, they came on, like, they were, like, in SNL adjacent. They were fucking killing SNL mm. back then. And uh, so, yeah, Rosie Perez and or Spike Lee met Rosie Perez at the club and was like, hey, I want you to be in my movie. And she was like, I'm not an actress. And she's like, well, I don't care. Like, I want you to be in my movie kind of thing. And then there was like a story I read about uh, uh, Rosie Perez shooting that scene of her being naked. And she was just worried about she wanted to do it, but she was worried about her family and what mm-hmm. they would think. She's very like Puerto Rican. And so she uh, I think she's Puerto Rican. Yeah. yeah, and she uh, was crying during the filming of, of that. And that's why there's a story of that's why her face isn't in the shot is because she was crying. And so uh, shout out to, to Rosie Perez for making it and being a legend in female acting. And uh, yeah, but I saw Do the Right Thing and my mind was blown just of how, you know, it's unfortunate how timeless it is, but it's fucking, it's amazing filmmaking Amazing cinematography and, and set design, all based on one block, on one day, and the hottest day of the summer. And Samuel Jackson, that's what I forgot. I was going to start off this episode 
of, of Samuel L. Jackson's character as the radio host. Mm-hmm. where Because it's fucking hot outside mm-hmm. all the time in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like reference that. But too late for that now. Why but, is it too late for that? Because I forgot what he said. He was talking about how fucking hot. Yeah, it was. it's super fucking hot, guys. And, uh, but yeah, do the right. He said th- a lot of things that were like uh, not inspirational. What's the word I want to say? Like they kind of just hit you. They were just good yeah, advice. He was yeah. They were he was just giving you like words of encouragement. Yeah, like a radio host should do. Mm-hmm. But no one listens to the radio anymore. So yeah. But um, which let's start doing that. Let's end every episode with like some cool words of advice because people are probably listening to it like Thursday morning. You know, when hopefully when the episode comes out or, mm-hmm. or they start Friday. they start off their day or they're at work right now. Listening. You can also look that up, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're probably at work listening to it. Mm-hmm. So let's end this episode and every episode after with words of encouragement. And if we have guests like on Brothers and, episode, Brothers and a Brother episode, we can ask my brother to give some words of encouragement. So let's start doing that yeah. just to be positive. So but this isn't a meritocracy. OK, your hard work won't pay off. But anyways, it won't. <laughs> so you have to be lucky. The okay, whatever. We're not gonna get into it. Yeah. So that's what brothers and a brother. <laughs> do the right thing. Great. Uh, fucking. It's Spike Lee is a fucking god. But he, I'm one of those people. I I shouldn't say one of those people. I'm just a person that loves film. So I do love Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino. Even though they k- kind of don't go together you appreciate the film so is it like it's film like music for me where you can never just watch a movie you're like automatically breaking down like oh that's this shot that's this that's that. yeah like spike lee i love both of them obviously mm-hmm. like i love spike lee i love quentin tarantino but the style of their films and the tones of their films are very like op- polar opposite and even them as people are just polar opposite and um, but I love both of them, and probably not as opposite as you think because uh, the Quentin Tarantino interview where they were like, "Why you use the N word so much in it?" And what, he, what did he say? He was like, "I was wasn't his stepdad black or something like that?" Or, yeah, he's black. Yeah, it's his neighborhood or something like that. Like he was like, "That's all I." He was like, "I never said it, but that's what I heard a lot." Yeah. So it's like I'm going to put it in the movie. Like, yeah. That's and, normal where I'm from. Yeah. So he he's very. Uh, like in touch with that whole culture, so it's not like he's just some random white dude from yeah, fucking throw, the suburbs. He wants to be able to throw the n word in a movie. Like. Yeah, and it's, and it's not like it was not fitting. Right. You know what I mean? It, that's what everybody. It's a timepiece. So so it's like, but it's, I remember Cat Cat Williams being uh, upset about the n word, and he was like, "You're gonna put out this movie on Christmas on the fucking and all that." He was just being super no, fucking. What's that got to do with Christmas? Black people don't even like Christmas. So it's like <laughs> I remember Cat Williams being super upset about it. Yeah, nah, fuck that. But uh, speaking of when we said when you said Quentin Tarantino and timepiece, for some reason that made me snap to Antebellum. And okay. <laughs> maybe slavery has to do with it. Yeah, but like as far as timepiece goes, like would you consider that? That was a time. That was a mind Antibella? twister. Yeah, it was like a timepiece, and I never understood what was happening. Like when they were in the fields, then the plane flew over. I didn't know if it was like they were trying to like show us something. Like, oh, this is like some. I don't have to tell the end of the movie, but it may all made sense at the end of the movie. You're like, what the fuck is no. that considered a timepiece? Still, no, 
Because of the ending? Because it's still present day. Should we? Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> Bleep that? Okay, whatever. No, leave that. But leave it just, in. Yeah, we, we, we're leaving Sorry it enough for... open-ended. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's still, it's in present day. There's present day moments, we'll say that. Yeah. There's present day moments. Because they do have the one of the, my favorite shots of the red light turning green at, yes. the, at the intersection. That was one of, that shot alone deserves like two stars on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Like that is insane. Because that, that is a shot where I use my Nate eyes and I said, that was a beautiful cinematic shot, but it also was a very telling shot because of what happened after the light turned green. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it went from boom to boom. Mm-hmm. And that was like, like the, the tone of what's going switched. to happen switched. And it, that was a perfect shot. I loved it. That's my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like towards the beginning. And or it's, it's like a quarter. It's so fucked up. Like their targeting of who they were targeting to yeah. do that to. It was like very high profile people. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, you're doing this to like. Re- it's a really like. Yeah, it, it fucking. It's yeah. like. It's like they really went there. They went there, dude. They went that route. And it's like. It's like, damn, they're not even targeting just black people. <laughs> they're going towards successful black people and bringing them down. And it's like. And they and it was almost as if they treated them worse. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! You gotta watch. watch Go Bell, watch. Dude. It's on Hulu still. I yes, think. Yes, it is. I can't rewatch it because I get mad. It's a crazy movie, but. Uh, I remember the beginning. I don't know what I was doing. You fell asleep. You always <laughs> fall asleep. Uh. I, then I came. I said, "You need to rewatch this." And then you never rewatched it with me. You fell asleep. Oh well, in the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> when um, what's her name? Rosie Perez. No. I'm just, oh uh, Janelle Monae. Yeah, when no, no, I don't. I know her name. The old white girl. Yeah, but nobody know her name. But she the white girl uh, and a lot of stuff. Yeah. When she was um, when they were on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's about to be wild. It sets. It's a very, like, it's radical. Very it, like, imagine a Get Out radicalized. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Exactly. It is Get Out, but like, because in a way, that's what the, like that's what makes team. Get Out so masterful is because of the way Jordan Peele said all of it in the way he slightly said this message and another. This antebellum was like... was like a punch in the <laughs> fucking face. Like, this what the fuck they trying to do, y'all. <laughs> Watch the fuck out. Right. That's what that, that's what that yeah. movie was. And right. Get Out was like, hey, I need to pay attention. Yeah. Like, antebellum was like, yeah, they wanted get to out, go back. Yeah, Get Out was... Uh, Oh, there's a little too many white people here. <laughs> but fucking antebellum is like, they're trying to fucking but, make yeah, you a slave, yeah. dog. But yeah. Uh, fucking... Mm-hmm. And how it's, it talks about like present day America. What is the name of the book? It's called Cast. Cast. C A S T E. Cast. C A S T. Cast. E. E. Cast. Cast system. Like okay. a cast system, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to say though. Not like a cast in a movie. By Isabel Wilkerson. Isabel Wilkerson. Isabel Wilkerson cast. The origins of our. 
The oh. Origin of Our Discontents. It's essentially a movie, uh, not a movie, it's a book about the caste system that's kind of like unspoken in America, but we all know about it. Yeah. And how the system is legitimately set up to where if you're born impoverished, it's kind of like you have to really do some wild shit to not be impoverished. Because by the time <laughs> yeah. you get 40 years old, money and inflation and everything like that, you're still technically impoverished, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's about that. The caste system is about how we left from... Isn't they, they mentioned that, how we left from it, and then it kind of just brought right. itself to uh, mm-hmm. America? Yeah, she, she mentions essentially the essence of this book is like when the height of um, MLK, when he's like touring and yeah. like, you know, who he is, and he goes over to India invite invite yeah and he's just like you know the red carpet is just rolled out for him mm-hmm. he's like i want to learn about gandhi and yeah you know, the untouchables and all of this stuff and he's like i want to see them i mm. want to see these people who you call the untouchables yeah and so they they he brings um mlk to um a schoolhouse mm-hmm. for these untouchables because they live in a separate area yeah and the teacher introduces him as an untouchable of America. Oh, shit. And he, within seconds, has to realize... Like, change his perspective. Yeah, he has okay. to be like, what the fuck did he just call me? Yeah. And then really internalize that and say, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I am an untouchable of America. Mm-hmm. And so is every black person yeah. in America right now. Wow. So he was like... There, this guy essentially that came from India who was an untouchable he went and studied in London and you know studied at you know Harvard and all these places and still can come back to India and they will still wow. say you are still an untouchable mm-hmm. and your family is still of this descendant wow. and we will never recognize anything that you've ever done no matter your education no matter the places you've been no matter the studies that you've brought about, none of that matters mm-hmm. because of where you come from. And because that's, and because, and, and that's, uh, in the caste system, somebody asked why, because there's like, they actually write it out in India. It is 13 levels to the caste system in yes. India, if I'm not mistaken. And the untouchables are the worst. And then, so like, they can't even get jobs. Like, they, they're like, Get the hell out of the city. Go live in garbage. Then, like, the low cast is, like, the janitors and the mm-hmm. such and such. So, like, the higher your cast, the more you're, I guess, it's expected of you or is given to you both, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're expected to be a doctor in a certain cast, that's what yeah. you're going to do. And so the book is a, a, about how... <laughs> that's so crazy. The, this caste system, how we want to say, oh, it's over here in India. Oh, it's over here Yeah. England. It's like, bitch, we. It's 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 here. Prime example. Mm -hmm. And And how that just reminds me of what I was talking about last week. We're not gonna get too far into it, but when my fourth grade teacher, Miss Dolan from Kentucky, she was saying, uh, white people invented everything except peanut butter, and um, that. Now you sure she wasn't joking? I'm. I mean, that sounds like. But if you're a teacher, that sounds like to me. That sounds like a bad Karen joke. Like she was trying to be funny, 
but you don't have any black kids in your class, so that joke went over flew every, everybody. Except head. for me, because like, that shit. <laughs> you were just like, that was racist, dude. <laughs> and I still remember it. And I, I, and I, just thinking about racial biases in yes, the American yes. educational system, and they don't teach you what Juneteenth is. And let me fucking tell y'all something: if you don't like us talking about race on this show, kiss my ass. We're brown and black. We're gonna fucking talk about it because white people don't teach us shit in public school. Yeah, so we're gonna fucking talk about it here. And all of my white, all of the white podcasts I listen to, they never talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fucking talk about it. Yeah, the FBI killed Martin Luther King, guys. Yeah, I told my daughter that when she told me that uh, somebody, she came home from, she literally came home from school and said, yeah, they said that uh, some bad guys killed him. I said, no, it was the United States government. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told her. And she looked at me and was like, what? I and said, so was Chairman yeah. Fred Hampton. Yep. Oh, my God. But anywho. So I never saw that movie, by the way, Black Messiah. Oh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Never. I that. just talking about the film alone. I would rather have that movie be uh, played out as if it was about Chairman Fred Hampton, and then at the there was a twist at the end to where Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. was the rat. Mm-hmm. instead of you knowing because i mean obviously it's history and everyone knows but like i wish that it was like marketed as a chairman fred hampton movie when lakeith stanfield was the supporting actor and then the twist was lakeith stanfield was the guy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i wish they marketed it like that instead of because i think it was in the first episode when i went off about you know my my frustrations with black cinema and representation Mm -hmm, and everything mm -hmm. of like, yeah, we're going to make a movie like, like Judas and the black Messiah. Like, why don't we make a movie about chairman Fred Hampton and all the things he has done and how he was only 19 years old doing the shit he's been doing. He created WIC, the program that you know, WIC, he created that. And, but, but no, we're going to make the movie about the the traitor, the fucking rat and leave you depressed after you see it. Well, that also, that kind of brings up, uh, me and Amanda were listening to uh, there was these guys, these two uh, political commentators, I guess you could call them, but they're called Crystal and Sagar. If some older people are listening, maybe you watch Joe Rogan, you have seen them a couple times. Mm-hmm. But they're very like, I would consider them from what they sound like, not centrist, but they're left and right, but they're not the uh, they're they're not like jaded by anything. Yeah, she's like she's liberal and is like I'm talking shit about the current liberals. Yeah, and he was a conservative. So they're like, very like aware. Of- oh, he was like fuck Donald Trump. Like he's like because he's not conservative. Like, yeah, and they're both very they're both very critical. Of they the ju- they're just very established. They're just very political. Yeah, they're just like we're critical of everybody. Biden. Pelosi, and that's, they're like fuck them essentially. Like how they're they're, they're, they're true they're, Americans. They're true Americans and they're like pro people. Yeah, yeah, they're pro like, people. That's exactly that's the so they're so so they're the embodiment of we the people. Yes, okay. exactly. They actually left and went to be independent because it started getting kind of yeah. weird yeah. on their that's network. Yeah. yeah, they were like, uh, uh, uh. We don't want to be connected with. This ever this people are like you, no, guys, you can't talk about uh, these people you know that kind of like don't talk about them because we don't want to upset the advertisers and it's yeah. like the fuck we're talking about yeah. the, and they're basically saying like we're talking about the news yeah. we're not talking about fucking TV like tell the people the truth and just going off more of the topic of like 
I don't even know what to call it, but just I guess just racial biases and and and, and we es- all have it, and especially in the educate in public school mm-hmm. of like me going to, and especially worse for me and my best friend Josh, we were like basically the only brown people yeah. at uh, our middle school and elementary school. That's what made us so tight. We went to, <laughs> we went that, to, that really is it. yeah, uh, that's shared subconscious, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. There's a shared, like, oh, I understand you. And we, because uh, I was telling Menda like a couple weeks ago, because he's, shout out to Josh, uh, but he's coming home. Thank you for serving our country. He, he's in the military. He's a fucking psychopath for being in the fucking paratroopers. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he's coming home in August. Uh, and he wants, I want him on the podcast. And because uh, the reason why I bring him up is because the reason why we actually became friends is because of movies. Mm. Because I asked, I remember I saw, I forgot what movie it was, but I was like, have you ever seen this movie? I was asking everybody in the class, Mm -hmm. have you seen this? Have you seen this? And everybody said no. But then I asked Josh and, uh, he was like, yeah. And then we, and then we ended up laughing. Everybody you asked was. Caucasian? Yes. Okay. And we, I asked him, and he was like, yes. And then we started, like, laughing about it, joking about the movie. And uh, we became best friends. Like, that was all we joked about. You for, need like, one thing to get a best friend in elementary school. <laughs> and we, that was all we Mine joked about for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, like, all we talked about and knew, knew of. And <laughs> we need a new camera. <laughs> yes. Um, I want a video again. <laughs> and yeah that's all we knew of and like of each other and then eventually obviously now we're still best friends like 15 years later or some shit you need oh. one thing oh, that's the and that's go ahead also because you guys had oh that's what we're talking about you guys had older siblings yes so you were able to watch those movies that yeah like, that no one knew mm-hmm. and okay or your parents weren't letting them watch yeah. it or that makes perfect sense yeah and they're like, and they're my, like parents my parents don't, don't let me yeah. watch that movie. Right. It's I've like, never seen a re- I've never seen a movie past PG thirteen before. I used to it's be like, like shut the fuck up, oh, you're suck, fucking dude. pussy, dog. When you grow up, you're gonna get beat. I had friends up. like because I played, you know, I had Xbox Live. I had friends that were like, oh, my friends don't let me, or my parents don't let me play uh, M rated games, and I'm like, you are whack. My mom tried that shit for like two years, and she was like, man, whatever, dog. And then I was like, we have Call of Duty, and yeah. my and so ugh, that's so crazy to me that parents are like that. But I guess whatever works. We have young parents. We, we <laughs> You start to realize, like, more often than not in the communities of color, we have, it's actually proven, like, more, we have, like, a 10-year, on average, younger parent mm-hmm. than our Caucasian counterparts. Because a lot of them, you know, they're raised with the idea of, like, hey, you're supposed to wait and get a college degree first. And then we're kind of like... <laughs> hey, man, once you graduate from high school, you kind of got to figure hey, it man, out. Hey, man, just try to make some money. Yeah, man, you- like... <laughs> And fertility, we horny as fuck. That's well, okay, okay, well, okay. That and that's the if we want to say that, then they just can't procreate as fast as we can. Also, okay. If we're going with stereotypes, that's those <laughs> are the stereotypes. They can't have babies like we do. So, uh, what were we talking? Oh, so yeah, me and Josh came best friends off of movies, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess me having this podcast that fact ages really well, but uh. Me and Josh, oh yeah, racial biases, uh, pe- feeling, and then looking back and see like how white that school really was, and I was that's like, that's what starts to happen when you look back on it. You, mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you never see yourself as whatever the fuck the world. I I remember being, uh, uh, like ashamed 
this is going to get really deep for some reason. But I remember being ashamed that my last name was McGeorge and I was brown. And I remember being like, oh, I'm not like it's a white name, but mm-hmm. I'm brown. And so people are going to think like a mm-hmm. certain way. And then I remember like this sounds so weird, but like being like, oh, my skin is brown. And I'm around people that aren't like me. So, like, there was always that, re- like, quick reminder of, mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I'm not them kind of thing. Like, it never got to me. It never affected it the never way. It never affects you, yeah. No, I do. I, I definitely have an instance of that. Yeah. When I was in third grade. And, you know, where we had moved to was predominantly, like, all Mexican people. Mm-hmm. And the school and everybody else was in there was brown. Yeah. And... Everyone spoke Spanish. I didn't speak Spanish. I, I feel the same way around people who like, speak Spanish. And I'm just uh, sitting there like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like, just like, I oh, would yeah, be laughing live. I don't know what the fuck you're talking I, about. One of my exes. But I, I want to be, you know, like with my friends. Mm-hmm. I w- when I was with one of my exes, I went over to her parents, mm-hmm. and all they spoke was Spanish. I remember, I remember being, uh, just having panic attacks right. at, my, at her parents' house. Cause I didn't, I felt like I didn't belong there. Right, I was like, in an identity crisis. and I was like, I, I don't understand the people, and but like I want to, uh-huh. and but they th- are looking at me a certain way. I just remember freaking out because like I just felt like I didn't belong, and also that's how they make you feel right. yeah. when you don't know Spanish. Because they there's a a saying in Spanish. I don't know how to say it, but in English it translates to you have a cactus on your forehead. To where you look like you speak Spanish. So they assume they just start talking Spanish to you and they don't know you. <laughs> Sent to Tay. Have you seen that that, that video? Uh-huh. Oh, it was that like, video <laughs> is one of the most. He was like, I just bought this dog. Turns out this shit speaks Spanish. He's like, I thought he was fucking dumb or something. <laughs> Turns out he speaks Spanish. Watch this. Siete day. Santa day. <laughs> Vamos. <laughs> <laughs> that shit fucking cracks me up because Davis speaks Spanish. And fucking uh Anna? Not Anna. Anna doesn't speak Spanish. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking um. Oh, fuck. What's her name? Not Davis. The other one. Topanga. Topanga speaks Spanish. Yes, she, she does. What a fucking great dog. Yes, Topanga's dope. Topanga. Oh my god. I was about to say, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, that's weird, dude. Let's not do that. All right. <laughs> but Topanga is a, a the the most well-trained dog I've ever seen. But I remember a dude seen. told me that when I was a young, young kid. He was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was military now that I'm looking back on it. Because I've never met a black dude like that before. He was so, like, worldly. Mm-hmm. But he was walking his Dalmatian, which was already like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. got a Dalmatian? That gay-ass dog. Yeah, Dalmatian's got big-ass paws, yeah, too. Yeah, I realized that a Dalmatian <laughs> wasn't gay. I was like, this is a big fucking dog. <laughs> And then he was, we were like, you know, my boy Mark was like, sit. And he was like, oh, no, 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 he speaks German. And we were like, huh? And he was like, yeah. And he started speaking German to him. And he, he was very, like, attentive. And he yeah. gave us a reason why German, they said for some reason, like. German, German is a good language to teach a dog because yeah, it's very stern. That's what they say. It's very, like, there's no, the tone of I just it guessed very, that. I didn't know that. No, that is it. They're like, it's just like we were talking about with Latin. Like, so the hard. tone of German yeah, it's very hard to like get any wiggle room. Like you know how you can we can say yes, and it really that's a sentence in America. Yes. Yeah. And then it can be four different meanings for while we're saying like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and but in the, in Germany it's like or or you could be like yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just, she's trying to yeah yeah yeah. I do, oh I just found out I Facetime Rob earlier this week. 
um, uh, DC slang. Mm-hmm. What was it? Tell Shot- them to stay out of here. Uh, fuck. What was the name mm-hmm. of that? Eight marker. Tell them to stay the hell out. I'm going to go pee. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You're telling me about DC slang. Oh, so, yes, so, yes, so, so, okay, so, so, yeah, so, thank we, we, God. We, we can end on that. We can end on that. So, I was FaceTiming Rob earlier uh, this week, and uh, I found out about this new DC slang. And when I heard it, what was it? Shoddy trying to, trying oh, to, just to come at me? You know, Shoddy went smack at him. Shoddy come, Shoddy come at me smack. And no, I, Shoddy came at me smack. Came Shawty, at me smack. Yeah, he really said Shoddy came smack at me. You keep smack saying it. it like. No, that's what how he said it, though. Shoddy came at me smack? Yeah. So he was being, like, extra with it. Yeah. That's just weird. Came at me smack or smack at me. Because of the, the context was he was at the gas station and he was, uh, this girl was trying to hit on him. And so he's like, Shoddy uh, came smack at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Rob. <laughs> and, and I was like, this one I know. I know this yeah. one. <laughs> and then the, after they said it, they were like, people won't know what this is. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is DMV slang. And as soon as I heard DMV, I was like, Rob. Yeah. She went smack at me and Shawty was trying to get. I told you, Amanda went smack at me. <laughs> then, I, then I was like, so you trying to get? She was like, I guess so. And you I trying was to like, yeah? Right, yeah. So, and then... Because when you say it, and you don't know what it means, saying Shadi came smack at me, it sounds a little weird. Yeah. Sounds like aggressive. <laughs> yeah, but it is aggressive. But it's like, Shadi Shadi came at me smack. If she comes, <laughs> if she come and smack at you, she probably a little yeah, you know. What I'm <laughs> so see, I can't even like. But I learned I, you to give me I'm getting back into the tongue. I can't. He's do getting it. he's getting his Vietnam yeah. flashbacks. Yeah, I can't get back into the tongue. That's why I'm saying kill. And all kinds of shit. Babe. Jaw like, that's what. When I first got here, I said jaw like a lot. You taught me, that's the first DC slang I've ever. uh, Jaw like is my, that's my. Shawty jaw like hoish. Yeah, (laughs) Shawty jaw like fat, yeah. (laughs) No, Shawty jaw like, this is a deal. It's like Shawty jaw like, yeah. You gotta understand. Shawty jaw like, yeah. You gotta understand what that means. (laughs) So if I go to DC. And you say, I'd be like, Shawty Jaw, like, yeah. Yeah, they was like, they're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, yeah. Oh, fuck. I bet you, I, I want to call my cousin right now because they can't turn it off. Like, That's I, you, just... you're going to be like, what is he saying? And sometimes we don't say words. We start laughing before we get the words out. <laughs> but we got going like this. <laughs> that's, how, that's how fucking, like Mallory Bros, they're twins from D.C. Shout out to them. I fucking, they're like my favorite yeah. podcast, the Mallory Brothers podcast. And um, they do DC talk. D.C. and Phoenix have a way a deeper weird connection, connection people. Like Larry June in D.C. Yeah. Like the West and like D.C. have a weird there's, connection. There's a weird like. Just yeah, it's just a weird connection. A lot of y'all out there know about our rappers. I'd be like, how the fuck do you know? Like we like Phoenix, like Shy Shy Glizzy Glizzy and Phoenix. Fuck did y'all know about? I was like, and Wale. Like what? When Wale was first popping up, because I remember you being surprised of how me and Titi knew Mm -hmm. about him. But shout out to Wale because he ran in that circle with Dom Kennedy and them back. Now he's the goat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like. Fucking DC, oh the Mallory Bros, they do talk like, oh Shawty wanted to do this, and they yeah, they yeah. they talk like that. That shit is hilarious to me. Very, and, very with our hands. And I'm the, telling you, like when I first got here, I thought you and Chris didn't like me because I was still very like 
DMV, so it was like extra to you guys. You guys yeah. be like, whoa, and I'd be like, yeah, oh, these dudes don't like me. Then I realized I'm like, <laughs> oh no, Arizona, like Phoenicians are very like chill, chill. like y'all don't get y'all get chill. hyped, but. It's not like that. It's not the no way like we do. in order for us to get hype, it has to be of our culture. It has to be us. It has to be we we don't get hyped off of anything. Basically, we're very and part- DC people are like hyped. <laughs> we make anything like a fucking like it's brunch. I feel like the reason why brunch is a thing now is because of DC. I feel like the reason why brunch became a turn up point that's, is because of DC. That's a good take. Alberti, Ivo, ventured. I never saw anybody. I know there were like I, day parties, but a Sunday brunch, brunch? crazy. And I'm the, the, no, about the like idea of brunch or the idea of the, the first person. Let's end on this. Yeah. <laughs> the first person to make breakfast at night had to be like, "Hey, yo, fuck the bullshit." Yeah. Like I'm making eggs, right? Once my mom started doing it, I was like, "You lazy motherfuckers!" Because breakfast is the that's what I'm good at. Breakfast. There's like four items to breakfast, and there's a and that's it. Across the world for breakfast is like eggs, some type of carb like toast or rice mm-hmm. or some fucking noodles or something like that. Mm, some kind and of then, meat. And then some kind of protein, and it's usually pork-based. Yeah, chorizo. Yeah, or fucking bacon, or Canadian ham, which is just thick bacon. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh... I, or ham. Like, Asians. What do Asians eat for breakfast? Rice and eggs. <laughs> I, mean, I swear that they do. They do. I'll get a fried egg and put it on some, some top ramen. Yes, you know I what will. I mean? Some maruchan, but yeah, that's yeah, that's not real ramen not, at all. Yeah, maruchan. But you guys say it like it's a Spanish word. Maruchan. Maruchan. That's how you say it. It is a Spanish word. No, but it is. That is to us. <laughs> like Walmart. El Guarmar. <laughs> There's no T at the end. <laughs> it's just El Guarmar. McDonald's. McDonald's. There's no D at the end either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, but like speaking of of how Phoenix people uh, get Phoenicians. hyped, Phoenix. Fin- you guys never call yourselves that. Phoenix people, yeah, people yeah. love Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how we get hyped, like prime example, the fucking Suns. The Suns, yo, y'all been whooping people's ass at the stadium, like getting y'all ass. Like tell me, beating people, like. Y'all Fighting my Raiders games, like we're just gonna fucking fight. And like, shout out to AZ Thread. He's been at the games and he's getting shout outs. Like everybody at the game from Arizona that's popular in Phoenix mm-hmm. is get is like, oh, we saw this dude from here. We saw like so many people are just posting. I, see, I saw that rapper Delhi every day. He got like a Phoenix Sun song. Mm-hmm. That artist I told you about who painted the mouth, Antoinette. Uh, yeah, Holly, she she got like a mural at the stadium now. It's like. People who are popping in Phoenix, even the people I've been following. It's for so of Phoenix, which is yes. so dope. That's what I've been trying to tell. I low-key don't want to leave anymore because I'm like, I kind of feel it happening. It's so, like this city. It's bubbling. I can kind of feel this it. This city winning a championship. It's going to, people are going to be like, who the fuck is Phoenix? Once you all win. Yeah. Your people will be like, who's Phoenix? Like people, people didn't know who Phoenix was till I moved out here. Like, what was it? They're like, what are you doing now? Yeah, what's like, in Phoenix? I'm like, yo, this shit job popping. Like, this shit is so there's sick. A, a buddy of mine, he just moved out here. A guy who went to uh, audio engineering school with me, he yeah. just moved out here. Shout out to uh, Zima Blue. But mm-hmm. 
On your story? Yes. Yes. He just moved out here. So oh, I'm shit. Like, Sick. Honestly, things like that kind of like, when you got big, big city, like, let's just say it, like D.C., as far as power goes, is like... That's a pretty big city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, dude, and you're moving out That's here. That's like top three. You're going to get... you know, Once you start getting... I tell, like I said that last episode, what makes a city bigger is transplants. You're going to get people coming here with the New York mindset. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? I like the slower pace of driving, but my business brain is like, buy up every piece of real... Mm-hmm. That's why the rent here is $1,600. I love the... Because I apply it to like filmmaking of like all... My inspirations of what I want to do to make Phoenix films mm-hmm. uh, is directly correlated to New York City, of the the high paced mm-hmm. anxiety of it, of how everybody here is so chill, but everybody here is having a panic attack all the time. Yeah, and so pretty much everybody here is like in an existential crisis once you talk. Yeah, about. you're like stuck. You're like I don't know, man. I'm and like, so, uh, like literally, like all of People my our age at least of my insp- all of my inspirations for filmmaking are of New York City. But I always, I mean, you know, I always stay rooted to like Phoenix yes. of like that's what it needs to be. But um, I always had love for Phoenix from the minute I visited. The first time I visited, I said, "Oh my God, this is one of the most beautiful places." Because New York, I mean, uh, like yeah, I mean, you know how I operate of how we all operate of like. I, like, I know me for sure of, like, it's always, like, I need to go. I need to do this. I, okay, this fucks up. Okay, time to adapt. It needs to fucking go. Like, I don't... Once something goes wrong and I, I know I have no control over it, it's fuck it. It's in the past. I forget about it. I don't know So it's, like, do. it's... But for me, it's, like, constant. It's always fucking something going on. And that's, that's why all three of us had an ulcer at one time. <laughs> We were all fucking like just randomly. That's why up, you will like, the people listening or watching like will hear us and we've said it before, but definitely going to mention it a lot throughout all the episodes of the year 2018. That was a fucking. That's the year Max was born. <sighs> Crazy! What a year! That year was fucking like. But time to wrap it up. Yeah. And uh, I'll oh, see. That's definitely a brothers and the brothers episode. Oh look, battery died. Uh yeah, brothers and a brother episode. Yes, because 2018 was rough for Chris. Too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That so. was very yeah. That was very fresh off of something. So, so yeah, I'll see you guys next week, and uh, peace out. Thanks for. Oh wait, wait, peace of advice. Let's do the advice real quick. Piece of advice, Mendo or Rob. Hey, do not quit. I don't know what I think that. I know somebody's like, oh, that's so very... It's corny. Like, 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 no, it is... Me and Nate talk about it all the time, how we want to quit. We just heard... Daily daily, thinking of like, am I I going to do this? I'm like, just tell me to be a regular husband, go get a Mm -hmm. job, get As soon as someone enables me to be like, hey, you don't have to do this, then I'm not doing it. Like, but I, I'm so driven. We, me, all of us here are so driven by our wants, and it's not just for like the creators. This is for anything that you want. If you're starting a store, mm-hmm. if you're starting a website, yes, if you wanna bet be, on yourself. If you want to be something, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to go into student loan debt for that degree, but I really want to be that man. Do it. Bet do on it. bet on yourself. Your, your that's what I want to take you way farther than money will. I promise that, you. That's what I want to say is just bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Your passion will take you. This is I'm 31 and Nate is about to be 21. So there's a decade difference. And me and him have a lot in common. <laughs> it's it's insane. We have a lot because it's it is 
It doesn't. I'm gonna be 41. It's gonna forever be. I have dreams and I want to accomplish mm-hmm. them. And when you're when you're on that journey, remember why you started. Always, always remember. Always remember why you're starting at your goal. Have an end game before you even start. I would not be doing this podcast if I didn't love setting up microphones yeah. every fucking Sunday in a hot ass mm-hmm. room. Know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Come on, dude. This, at I, least this the is, bare we minimum. Love this. We fucking love this and. Watch why we tell you not to quit. The money, I, me and Nate were just talking about how we made $4 from the podcast. And <laughs> what else did we make? $14, $14. Patreon already. Yeah. That's, we were like $18 in three months. And we were elated about that. Yeah, like, it's unbelievable. The fact that y'all listen that much that we to made us four dollars in say, we're just talking. We do the shit. We want y'all to know. Anyways, I want you to know as a music person, I can tell you what the breakdowns for each stream is. You always get less than. I know it's not possible. But it sounds impossible, but you get a fraction of a penny per stream. Yeah. So you have insane. to have so many streams to equal one play. Yeah. Four dollars is like. That's like that's 400 insane. listens. Like, yeah, that's like, that's pretty fucking dope, dude. So, and we, on these, And it's I, not music. Yeah. It's not like my album where you can keep listening to Where it's to three it. minutes and you can put it on repeat. Yes, no, these are, you guys are listening the whole episode. It's crazy. Maybe re-listening, who knows, but So if you. So if you're going to do anything, stay you're consistent. you're encouraging us, we want to encourage you. Because those numbers are very encouraging. Insane. Tell your friends about us, please. Um, if you're a creative, reach out to us if you want to help. Yes, we are going please. To, this is always going to continue to improve every week, every month, every year. We're not fucking going nowhere. Peace out, bitches.